You are listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 30, The Art of Anticipation. Today's podcast is lighthearted and fun and full of creative ideas on how to live your life with more anticipation. Because guess what happens when you anticipate something exciting? You get to experience that feeling twice instead of once and consequently feel more happy. I call this the art of anticipation because really it is an art form to build into your life the element of fun things that you can constantly look forward to. If you feel like you could use a little more fun in your life, then this episode is just for you. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's only $9 on Amazon and filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to everyone who has left a review for this podcast on iTunes. If you've been meaning to leave a review and you haven't yet, will you pause the show and do so right now? It's super quick and easy, and it is the best way that you can help support me in this work to create more great content. I'm so grateful for each of you who have left reviews and who share this work. Thank you. Today's review of the week comes from Rachel Boren. Rachel says, my sister recommended that I listen to the You Thoughts podcast. And within the first 20 seconds, my eyes were opened to the reality of You Thoughts. I never thought about them in the way that Brooke teaches, but it is truly enlightening. Thank you for helping me recognize what I need to change in order to be happier and more confident in myself. Thank you, Rachel, for your review and for sharing your big takeaway. Rachel is referencing episode 18 titled You Thoughts, and she's right. It's a really enlightening episode on how to discern thoughts in your mind and who is actually talking to you. I love that Rachel points out that this small change of perspective has helped her to be happier and more confident in herself. And I know you too can experience the same. If you haven't checked out that episode, click the link in the show notes. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your ratings and reviews and your shares, this is what makes this podcast possible. So thank you so much for listening. Oh, my dear friends, I have been anticipating this episode on anticipation (laughs) for a few months. This is a really fun episode, and I know that you'll love it. Several months back in the dead of winter, I ran into a friend that I hadn't seen in a really long time. And in our little catch-up conversation, she confessed that she was really struggling with seasonal depression. But it was one thing that she said that stood out to me for weeks. She said, I have nothing to look forward to. We don't go on family vacations. We don't plan anything. So it really feels like there's nothing to be done, but wait until spring and see if it gets any better. Nearly the same day while I was taking an online health and wellness course with Brendan Bouchard, he talked about the importance of anticipation. And in his Brendan fashion, he boldly yet lovingly demanded that we all schedule some sort of event in our life at least twice a year. (laughs) He said, I don't care if it's a luxury vacation or simply taking your kids to a babysitter for the weekend while you stay home with your spouse and make your own food and enjoy the quiet house, but do something. He said, studies have proven that anticipating an event brings just as much happiness 
as the actual experience of the event itself. Did you catch that? Let me say it one more time. Anticipating an event brings just as much happiness as the actual experience of the event itself. Have you ever had that experience before? Maybe you did plan a vacation somewhere or an adventure. Did you enjoy the planning part, the anticipating it, getting excited for what it was going to be like, what you might see, what you might learn? Now, truth be told, I have a confession here. Um, Anticipation is not something I've actually been very good at. (laughs) I tend to be a nose to the grindstone sort of gal. And to top it off, I am a homebody. I just love to be home. But I've learned some amazing things about the power of anticipation this past year, and I'm super excited to share those with you. Last fall, right before the holidays hit, I decided to face my weakness and cultivate some anticipation. And very fittingly, the holiday season issue of the Magnolia Journal, which is Chip and Joanna Gaines lifestyle magazine, it came in the mail and the theme for the whole issue was anticipation. And it was so serendipitous. I delightfully read the whole magazine. And then, as if it could not get any better, I turned the page to see an entire page dedicated to a one-line quote from my favorite literary heroine, Anne of Green Gables. (laughs) What does Anne teach us about anticipation? She says, looking forward to things is half the pleasure of them. And as always, Anne Shirley is totally right. (laughs) The Magnolia Journal magazine, it did such a lovely job, of course, of showing the art form of anticipation. This is why we decorate for the holidays. This is why we honor our favorite traditions, because it cultivates anticipation. You basically get to live the spirit of Christmas for weeks or months at a time instead of just one day. This is the whole spirit of Advent, right? It's like waiting and anticipating something. Now, this is true for any holiday or event. There is an art form to anticipating it and experiencing the joy of it before the event even happens. So an effort to learn how to be better at cultivating anticipation, I decided to ask for a private lesson from my friend Stacy. You see, Stacy is the queen of anticipation. She decorates, she celebrates, she lives her life with the energy of love and excitement in pretty much everything that she does. I asked her if I could come over for the morning and if she could basically tell me everything she does all year long for holidays. I figured holidays was a really good place for me to start because I was majorly lacking in this area for pretty much every holiday. In fact, I was so bad at anticipating holidays that one year for Christmas, since we would be away on Christmas Day, I saw no point in putting up a tree for the rest of the month. Why should we decorate if we're going to be gone the day of Christmas? Clearly, my friends, I did not know about anticipation. One of the first things that my friend Stacy taught me was about anticipation. Now, granted, she is the queen of decorating for holidays. And what she said surprised me. She said, I do it for my kids. It helps them look forward to the holiday the entire month long. See, she knows about anticipation. Stacy was amazing. And I seriously took about 10 pages of notes on all the fun traditions and food and decorations and all that stuff that she does for each holiday throughout the year. 
My intent in learning from Stacy was not so I could copy her and do everything the same, but it was so I could be inspired to ideas that I could integrate into my own family. The holidays give a natural seasonal approach to the art of anticipation. It naturally gives us something to look forward to on the calendar. Now, I know some of you who are listening to this, you are total experts at anticipation already. <laughs> I have friends who have a natural gift for recreation and playing with their families and planning trips and adventures, and they're just so good at having fun. I really admire this quality. And I am also working on developing it more in my own life because it's something I've struggled with for a long time. So from someone who did not even decorate for Christmas, I have come a long way. But what I'd like to share with you are some of the ways that you can build anticipation into the everyday in ways you may not have considered. For just as Anne Shirley said, looking forward to things is half the pleasure of them. And guess what happens when you look forward to something you're happier. Yes, we all want to be happier. A few years ago, my husband and I decided to set New Year's resolutions for our family. And laughably, we only set one goal for the whole year. And it was the most important goal that we could think of that would help our family. Do you know what that goal was? To be fun. <laughs> Friends, we had to set a goal to be fun. But to make a goal happen, it needs to be actionable. So we decided that each month of the year, we would have a family adventure. Most months, the adventure was local. We would explore a canyon or a state park or a museum together. By the end of the year, we had done 12 family adventures. Honestly, it was 12 adventures we would not have had otherwise. And I think it actually did make us a bit more fun. This past year, we decided to do the same goal again. But this time, we were going to use more anticipation. We decided that the kids would have to earn the adventure of the month with kindness. So we got a jar, we put tape on it, we wrote what the adventure of the month was going to be, and every time someone was kind, they'd earn a little fuzzy ball for the adventure jar. Suddenly, our fun adventure wasn't just a one-day experience, but something that was anticipated all month long. Here's another example. Growing up, my parents were absolutely devoted to their Friday night date. And being a parent now, I understand why my mom was so excited about Fridays. She got a night off of cooking. My dad would take her out. Us kids would stay home. And of course, we were excited because we got to watch a movie by ourselves. So everyone anticipated Friday nights. My husband and I are working on getting regular date nights. We get out probably two or three times a month. And there indeed is magic in anticipating this moment all week long. <laughs> this past year, we picked Friday nights as our Friday family fun night. We play games or we watch a movie together. We eat a favorite meal. Our kids love looking forward to Friday and we all anticipate it all week long. Another practice I started regularly last year was artist dates. And oh, this is one of the best practices ever. <laughs> An artist date is a date by myself, just for me to do whatever I want. Now, I learned about this practice in the classic book, The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. And I have known about this practice for years and I didn't make it happen because I told myself the logistics of it were too complicated. But then 
I decided it was essential to my self-care. Like if my family wants to have a nice wife and mom, then this is not optional every once in a while. It's a thing I do every single week. It is an actual practice. So I picked Wednesday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. I put it on the calendar every Wednesday for the entire year. I set an alarm on my phone and one on my husband's. And guess what? It happened every Wednesday all year. And it was life-saving for me. Now, most of those dates are super simple. I usually, I usually go on a walk by myself in the winter. Or I'll ride my bike when it gets warmer. Sometimes I take a bath or I read a novel or I go out, but mostly it's just really simple activities. And guess what? I get to anticipate it all week long. (laughs) Big trips or getaways, those are also fun to have on schedule and to build in the art of anticipation into your life. They can be fun to plan, to prepare for, to get excited about. But even small things can bring great pleasure. My day planner I use has a little journal question every day that says, what am I most excited about today? We can anticipate the holidays and special events, as well as look for ways to build anticipation into the everyday rhythm of our life. I still feel like there's a lot of things I can do to cultivate the art of anticipation, but let me tell you, I have come a long way. Hopefully this episode has given you some insight on how this practice can give you something to look forward to, to increase your happiness and your enjoyment of the experiences that you have. It doesn't have to be big or cost a lot of money. It really can be small and simple. And by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. In short, you need to always have something to look forward to. Just like Anne said, looking forward to things is half the pleasure of them. Imagine your life full of anticipation and look forward with faith. Friends, this episode was so fun to put together and I would love to hear the ways that you cultivate anticipation. You can join the conversation on my website at brooksnow.com. If you listen to these episodes and you love what you hear and you wonder where to start, I invite you to take my Christian Meditation 40-Day Challenge course. Meditation is my most important practice of the day, and I use it for so many things. Communicating with God, creating my goals, working through problems, getting ideas, connecting with peace and love, being grounded, having clarity, and much more. You hear me preach over and over the importance of the small and simple things in our life. And this one, this area is huge. It's small and simple, but it's huge at the same time because it yields results that are massive. But the key is consistency. That's why I love that this is a 40-day challenge. The challenge is to do it for 40 consecutive days. And starting a new habit, and even more so being consistent with it, can be tricky. This is why I offer every student a free buddy pass, allowing you to handpick your own friend or family member to take the course with you. You get your own accountability partner, and you both do the challenge together. Two people start a new empowering practice instead of just one. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes or find it on my website at brooksnow.com. You can do this. I am cheering you on. Thank you so much for listening.